Listen to Chris as he talks to musicians Gonna talk about Weezer and the Mountain Goats It's an audio format so you don't have to see him Or witness the size of his massive nose Welcome to the Firehouse Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Firehouse Studio Podcast The podcast for the few, not for the many Let's enjoy this ambient space background noise for a second. Relaxing, right? Anyway, on this episode we have on, of course, the one and the only Levy and the Oaks. Uh, we have Dwayne and Lou from the band. They're great boys. I really had a wonderful time talking with them. I like them because uh, this is the kind of band where I've heard them a bunch and I really like them, but I don't really know the guys personally. Like Lou and I kind of know each other, so it's like really fun to like, you know, get to talk to some guys that I don't really, you know, know that well and get to know them and have an interesting conversation about their music. Uh, the songs in this episode, uh, we're going to start with um, off the self-titled album, we're going to do DC to Daylight, and then off the Unplugged album, we're going to do Out of the Blue, and then at the very end, they're going to do a duo acoustic version of the song Slowly in the Water, which was fantastic. Uh, yeah, they're just really wonderful, like, wow, their songs sound great. Um, plugs for me, you know, Firehouse Studio, do the Facebook, do the iTunes. Uh, uh, do things uh, have a good time follow me on twitter at chris doobie and uh, i don't know keep being cool folks all right great loving the oaks ladies and gentlemen i've been wishing for hours that it was saturday
wishing for hours that it was Saturday when we fly in the sky see to daylight. water down there if you want it oh, thank you i think we're used to weird yeah i know like i feel like that's kind of part and parcel with things like this when a guy messaged you on facebook and be like hey man you want to do my podcast come to my house <laughs> yeah you gotta well, kind of at least this is a little different yeah but i knew who you were yeah yeah for big, all intents and purposes <laughs> yeah so uh i guess here i am with two-fourths of levy and the oaks let's introduce <laughs> yourselves okay over on my left at my 11 o'clock wearing what is one of my favorite hawaiian shirts i think i've ever seen What's your name, sir? My name is Dwayne. Dwayne, and you and are I the... I sing, and I play the guitar. Yeah, you do. In the Oaks. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and? And my name is Lou. I play bass, and I sing a little bit in Levy and the Oaks. Yeah, what's interesting is, like, so I've seen you guys... It's You're one of those bands that, like, I'll just, like, anytime I, like, walk into a venue, you guys are probably playing. Like, you and that band, the Vaughns, anytime I walk in, it's <laughs> one of you two. So I've, I think I've only ever seen you doing like the more stripped down acoustic. Ah, you haven't even seen us full band. I don't think I've seen you full ah. band. Uh, you're doing it tomorrow, but you're doing it tomorrow right at the Asbury. Sort of. It's still going to be kind of a hybrid tomorrow. Right, so basically, well, so you've you've seen us play acoustic a bunch because we just released um, an acoustic EP like well, a few months ago. So I'm, that's, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Yeah. But like, uh, it's interesting because when you you play bass, when you do full band, but when you do like the more stripped down stuff, you tend to do like the percussion and backing vocals. Correct. That's something I want to talk about because like you guys are, for all intents and purposes, you guys are a folk band. So, like, I like this idea of, like, I was listening to, you have the Levy and the Oaks album slash EP, and then you have the Unplugged just came out, and I think, like, it's a couple of songs cross over, like, all the songs in the Unplugged. Correct. So I want to talk about, like, the idea of, like, how you take these songs that work as full band and also strip down. So let's start with, let's do a bit of a timeline. So how did this band start? Ooh. Do you want to answer that? It's a true story. Dwayne, you want to you um, take it? The band actually started maybe about... Three yeah, years three ago. Three years ago. As an idea and playing a little bit. Okay. Um, if you two, uh, you two knew, like, uh, well, yeah, so. I've been in another band called Socratic since we were pro- um, 21. Okay. So yeah. Like for 10 a while. years ago. So yeah. me and Lou have been playing together for about like 11 years. So Socratic was signed to Drive Through Records. We did a bunch of stuff. I uh, went to like Australia, Japan, like all around the country. Like, did like a record with Mark Hoppus. Like, oh. we did a bunch of stuff. Okay. It was cool. And then everybody got a little bit older. People started having families. So, like, the band kind of dissipated. Um, and we were like, why? <laughs> I got to take care of your kids. Yeah, right? Like, what's, what's that all about? Come on, come now. on. Yeah, come on. But, um, so we, so we took like a little break for a little bit, and then Dwayne and I lived in the same town at the time. We both lived in Linden. Shout and out to Linden. Shout Jersey. out to Linden, New Jersey. Good old L town. Exit one thirty eight or thirty six. Oh, really 36. close. That was close. That was really close. close. That was close. One thirty eight is kind of worth. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I also lived so basically we lived like down the street from each other. He would still like come over and we would still like write songs, even though mm-hmm. like, you know, Socratic was kind of nearing its end. We were still writing some songs. Um, so we had a bunch of like new material that Socratic never did because we kind of just kept playing. Um, so then basically 
we had a buddy of ours named Matt Koziel who has since moved to Nashville. Um, he plays slide guitar. Mm-hmm. He just started getting into like the slide guitar, the dobro, like all that cool country stuff. And he also lived in Linden. So we were like, come on over. Like, we'll just do some recordings like in my bedroom, like for fun. Yeah. And the songs were actually turned out pretty cool. Um, and what happened after that is I moved down to Asbury. Shout out. Of course. We and always must shout out Asbury. Yeah. Park. So I moved to Asbury and uh, Matt Cozy moved to Nashville. And then Dwayne was all Shout by his, all by his uh, lonesome in uh, in Linden. Um, so we didn't play for a bit. Um, I played in the band called Long Faces for like a hot second okay. when I moved down here. Um, and then I basically hit up Dwayne one day and I was like, "Hey man, it's like when's the last time you listened to those songs that we were that we started doing?" Okay. Um, and he was like, oh, "I don't know." I was like, "Well, listen to them." You know what I mean? So he listened to them. And then we basically were like, oh, we should finish all of these songs that we started like a year ago. Yeah. So basically we got a whole new band together, um, finished the songs, uh, released the album, uh, which is like the self-titled album, Levy and the Oaks. Mm -hmm. And I guess fast forward a few months later, we have the acoustic EP, which what you said is has a lot of the songs off the full length on it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The true story is that we were in the studio and basically just muted a bunch of the tracks and just basically had the vocals, like the organ and the acoustic. And we were like, this sounds fucking awesome. Wait, so was it the same recordings? <laughs> yes, a That's lot of the songs amazing. are. Yeah, so the Only foundation one of is. The songs is a completely different recording, but the rest of it is just pretty much. The same tracks without the drums and the bass. and Yeah, we added a bunch of percussion. We added some more layers. But the foundation is basically the same from what you hear on the full length. Well, I think it's interesting because, like, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I always say I hate talk genre, but, like, you guys are folk. Like, you're a folk band. And I think it's interesting that, like, a folk band, like, it really does build its guitar, acoustic guitar and vocals and build everything from there. And there's, like, this one path you can do where it's, like, full band and it does this really interesting stuff. But there's sometimes where, like, Give it a little bit of texture, but like the yeah. songs themselves. And I think out. folk aside, I think that really just comes down to singer songwriter. Yeah, it's like if you're if you're if you're writing songs either on like a piano or an acoustic guitar, like mm-hmm. that's it. Like you can just play that piano or the acoustic guitar, yeah. and there's your song. Yeah, but there's something there is something to be said. Like a song that needs to stand up on its own is like it needs if the music, the chords, and the lyrics stand up, then everything else is accoutrement. Yeah, yep. then you can definitely build off that. So I like that idea mm-hmm. that, like, you just kind of... We had the songs. Yeah, we thought, you know, they just, sounded good with really yeah. shut like down, that. so we're like, we already have them. We don't have to spend a lot of money or time to just take away, you know, certain things, so... Where does the, uh, who, what's, who's, how's the songwriting working out? Who's, where, because you guys said you were, like, writing these songs together. Like, Dwayne, are you bringing in... Yeah, Dwayne's the main most, songwriter, Yeah, for like, sure. most of the time I'll come in with maybe either 100% done or... 60% done or 90% done. Cool. Um, yeah, usually I just have an idea for the song and I usually bring it to Lou, you know, like check this out and then we kind of yep. maybe, you know, change some stuff or whatever. Yeah, we'll like cut the fat, we'll finish up parts if something doesn't have a bridge or an end or, you know yeah, what I mean? Like he'll, he'll have the basic idea, he'll bring it to me and then we'll basically complete the song together and as long as we can play the song together then it's like, all right, we'll bring it to the band or all right, yeah. we'll start recording it. I feel it. like this is the kind of so. band where it's like, it's a, because it is, you know, it's Levy and the Oaks, it's like kind of a, you know, not like this guy and the band. It's like everyone's kind of working together for the stuff. And I feel like that kind of reads through that, like, it's not singer-songwriter up front singing a song as everyone's kind of working together. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah that's fair. We don't yeah. really criticize the other players in the bands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we'll bring we'll bring the idea to them, or even Dwayne when he brings it to me. I mean, I don't think Dwayne's ever told me, like, yo, dude, don't do that. I think that sucks. So basically, he'll he'll bring he'll bring something to the table, and I'll be like, cool, I'm just going to sing this over it and do this. Maybe we'll change this up. He's like, all right, man, cool. And then we'll bring it to the band, and we'll, we'll play our version for them. 
them, and if they want to add whatever they want or they want to change something, we're just like, all right, man, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's, been, mean, it's definitely a, a contribution of everybody, yeah. but it definitely starts with yeah. with Dwayne for the majority. Of the it. environment to write songs, and of course, is you know a little more friendly. I mean, I find that when people are yelling at you when you're writing, doesn't like, doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Are you like, are you drawn from certain people? Are there certain people? Because like, I know there's like, you know, the folk guys who are like they're coming from like that old time. They'll only listen to like Woody Guthrie and all them, or like it's just where you come. Are you the kind of guy that's like listening to like whatever and it's where you're coming from? Or you, you just know, honestly, write? I. I really don't listen to that much music like recently, which is kind of isn't really that weird? Music. Happy to say, it's so why weird. must they dance? I listen to like <laughs> I listen to like classical station when I'm like in my car. Really? Um, yeah, I, don't I know. like that. It, it makes me feel like I'm in a movie. Kinda. I can you know what I mean? soundtrack yeah, in your life. Yeah, exactly. Dwayne, Dwayne's never really been cool. He doesn't really know like what's hip. But, I mean, um, based on that hat, I would disagree. But <laughs> oh, yeah. but I mean, when I was younger, <laughs> like you know, not that I don't listen to music, but when I was younger, like I was really into say somebody like bright eyes mm-hmm. kind of that descriptive writing or yeah i've always it saves ca- a day yeah like saves a day yeah. or i just kind of always try and come from like a point of stuff that's around or s- simple things that maybe people don't really are thinking of see it's funny that you say that because i don't think we even consider that we're super specific like folk music well i don't mean that like yeah. you're like you know again i always say genre is like more or less a frivolous but like a jumping yeah, it's not like, like, we're I feel like, like on a water jug or something yeah like, like but like yeah. i feel like the sound is like it's coming from this very specific style of writing it's coming from this like folk family is this like the way you just stumble upon it and just the way you kind of the collection it? of songs i really feel like came out um like lyrically and like melody wise was because the first time I actually I tuned my guitar to like open E. Oh, okay. So it was like kind of. A yeah, that's true. Like, you know I mean? is, that was, is that the inter- is the album most of it played on open E? The only song that's not op- open E is uh, Slowing the Water, which cool. is in standard. I like that. Which how was like the first one I wrote. Th- and how did you just decide one day open E and that's how it worked? Yeah, I think I was reading maybe like uh, like Keith Richards' book or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of their songs are in like those open tunings. See, I always yeah. just thought he got bored of standard tuning. Like yeah, how, I mean, how many too. songs, how many chords can yeah, you play? How many songs can you write? Bored. And you do it for so long. I uh, no, I feel that. I mean, yeah, yeah Keith Richards. That like every single song is different tune. That yeah. five string open G tuning that he uses. Yeah, which is the yeah. Thing ever with like no high E, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's weird. Get rid of it. There's a lot of uh, like the shredders who do that too. Mm-hmm. They just don't use a high E because what's the point? Yep. But that's so it just kind of is just the writing and it just developed. Yeah, from I it. guess. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I never even thought about that. So it's, yeah, so there was a, the open E tuning, and I think you know we went into we had the mindset when we did these songs right off the bat, like on the self-titled album, that we kind of wanted to have like a little bit of like a country kind of vibe, mm-hmm. which like the slide does, you know, and the yeah. dobro does. If you have if um, you have a slide, then like yeah. the think, sound is pretty definitive. Yeah, I which, think the combination of that and the open tuning get, gives you that folk kind of vibe, yeah. for yeah, sure. Which could have been when, like I said, our friend Matt like busted out that slide. I know I wrote like some songs after that, so maybe like subconsciously I kind of had like, you know what I mean? Like kind of the idea in my head. So maybe it was coming out. Kind of I like that. You just kind of like, like you just stumbled into your sound. You just kind of exploded. Uh, the last band w- was called Socratic. Was that it? Yep. Was that uh, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes? Was that a folk band too, or no? No, not really. It was more is like that, a rock. Is that stuff online? It was more like a rock Does that pop. exist? Can I find that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah we we had a bunch of albums. Oh, that's all, I mean, yeah. It's more me. like it was coming from the the first record we did was in like 2002, and then we put out like one. On, the first big one was in 2005, so it kind of had that like emo rock kind of. Thing, yeah, the big, you know, like that the era. angels and airwaves sound. So basically, how the slide, kind of, how the yeah. slide is for us, basically, Socratic was very piano driven. Okay, but like with the big rock band behind it. So oh, like yeah. that's kind of what set Socratic apart like, from were you the guys, other bands. Were you guys, so you guys had like an entire thing that happened before this band. Oh yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, we've been playing together for a while. That's if I may. How old are you two boys? 
I, one. Yeah, me too. Oh, you guys. So you guys have been around. So like, is it because like I'm 23? Like, been around. I want to. I want to talk about this idea of like where was like the there was like this trajectory that happened and like looking back on all of it and doing it now. Like, how do you see the past band and like looking forward with this new band? Where's it? Where's it going? Does that? I mean. Is that a vague it, enough question? I mean, that was yeah, a very big question. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call that vague. <laughs> I probably can't feel it like any more different mm-hmm. doing something compared to like the first band that we were in. Because the first band we were in was from like 15 years old to realistically like 27, I guess. So, so like, that was like a full so it was lifetime. like a whole lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it went from like knowing nothing to getting signed to you know just sh- hopping in a van and just touring. Mm-hmm. Like it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Yeah, you yeah. guys. Sure. I feel I think, like what you say. You went to like Australia. Yeah, Australia, that? Japan, all around the country, a bunch of times. How was that? What was, was that awesome. like? Yeah, Australia was was phenomenal. We it did the Soundwave Festival. Oh shit! Yeah, so, so you were like you were that you were in it. Oh yeah, this there, was like there was like thirty other bands there, and we I think I took. Um, I mean, Dwayne was there too. So we collectively, I think, took like 16 flights in like 14 days. It was it was intense, but it was awesome. It was super cool. Yeah, it was cool. And you, but, then you come back around. What were you, what oh, were you no, I was going to say, I mean, like, you know, after doing all that and then like, you know, starting another band could be rough, mm-hmm. you know, because you have such a, you know, like a thought of what it was. Mm-hmm. So for a while, for a couple of years, like after I was 27 and stuff, it did take like when we, Lou was saying before, like we didn't play. Like, I kind of had just, like, not like a breakdown, but I just was so jaded that I just stopped because I was like, I can't, I don't want to not be passionate about it. Yeah. So I stopped. Definitely not. He was playing with long faces, you know? It's it's like, and I feel, I've talked to people, and I feel like, you know, people, all of a sudden, you're just doing it because it's like, okay, I'm doing it because, like, that's what I do. But sometimes that's not always the best reason to do something when you're just in, like, autopilot mode. But, like, there is this idea of, like, when you're playing, like, when you're doing like the, I mean, last time I think I saw you guys, you were just was it? It was just the duo, right? We've done everything. We've that done was, duo. We've yeah. done trio. We've done all four of us kind of unplugged. We've done all four of us live and loud. We've none of us. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple of shows where no one showed where up. No one they showed just, up. Someone just played the spot. Yeah. Played the album on Spotify. <laughs> we, it was the best shows yeah. you ever had. They're but awesome. on the plus side, though, it's it's cool, especially being kind of like a newer band. Um, we don't really have to like turn down gigs. You know, yeah. I mean, if somebody can't make it, if like you know, and our drummer lives decently far away, where I feel like it doesn't work out, or he has work or something, it's like we'll still take the gig. We'll yeah. play. You know? Yeah, so that's just almost the weirdest thing about it is like you know we're like thirty one, I guess it's old in the scene or whatever. You know what I mean? Like compared like compared to what we did, but it's it feels like like young again. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like old or jaded anymore yeah. since like you know we said we're kind of like a new group, which is completely fine. Like no you know no stigma to yeah, us. Yeah, and so many like things have changed since then too. Even just in like the music industry, you know yeah, what I mean? It's just yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, crazy I mean, different. I can't imagine like crazy you guys different. were there like. I mean, when did this that last band Socratic? When did that start? Like, two thousand nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen. So like that was like truly like Which Napster hit, and then everything. Oh, yeah, the literally like the landscape is an, it's an entirely it's different world even, now. Yeah, yeah like really you guys, is. you kind of follow. You were there when like the thing was like suddenly like there wasn't uh, like the moguls anymore. There wasn't the huge labels anymore. Yeah. They went away because because mm-hmm. when we started, was a lot yeah, cheaper. it was like huge. Was the only thing was like you're really promoting your band besides like the label was like MySpace. You know, MySpace was like the huge. Let's huge give thing. let's give as much love as possible to MySpace. You music. know, we that, did. Um, I'm wondering. We, if my we did a MySpace tour. No, you did. Yeah, we did. We simply with must a, talk with, with a say anything and. Um, who, uh, was Wait, were you like Hello chilling? Goodbye. Hello, goodbye. Were you Tom? Uh, yeah, from no, <laughs> no, he wasn't there. Tom <laughs> was there. He's always there. Who's who's? And the he looks just from... like that photo. Every time I yeah. see him, he's sitting there like. 
with a band like this where there is this like it's coming from this let's not for lack of a better term like not like a mainstream thing like is music that's coming that's true it's like this is the sound you're going for is there like any kind of thing where like we need to make it sound like this or we need to make it sound like that or are you guys just doing your thing I think we're just kind of going with the flow. I mean, we definitely have those conversations of like, oh, you know, what's what's kind of relevant, what's modern, like, what do people want to listen to? We definitely, mm-hmm. you know, we're not we're not idiots. Like, we're going to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like in terms of the songwriting, um, we can go in so many different directions. Like, you know, leading back to like how we can play like you know acoustic, two of us, yeah. three of us, four of us, whatever. Um, I think the songs that like you know that you know, that Dwayne writes, you can adapt them to any type of genre. We have a, we have a remix coming out, like a dance remix, like in July. No way, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm pumped so, for that. Yeah. Who did who yeah, did the remix? A uh, buddy of ours named Johnny Fung. Is it like is it one song or is it it's, like a no? It's one song. Okay. Yeah, it's just That's like a single remix. Yeah. Uh, let's we should do let's give a shout out to the other two members of the band and let's I want to kind of explore this idea of like the different arrangements that was coming from. So who are the other two boys in your band? We got Ryan McNulty on mm-hmm. the drums, okay, and Chris Cologne on vocals and slide guitar. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So uh, so I feel like it was like you two were like the the boys that started the boys who came back in town and then started the band. But where did the other two? How'd you we find were going to cover that song actually. Yeah. Oh man, that's we such. Might. Yeah, we still might. <laughs> that song is unironically one of the best songs yeah, ever. Really. But no, see, where did you where did you find the other two boys? Well, Ryan, um, he was actually living in the town that I was living in, mm-hmm. and we've we've known him just for a long time. For yeah, years. when we were in Socratic, he played in a band called The Ugly Club, and okay. uh, we played a bunch of shows together. He's he's been on like Socratic recordings. We've done sessions with him, so we've known Ryan for a while. Cool. Mm-hmm. So he we really just started playing with him um, this October. So he's new in this band, but not in life. Yeah, just one of the guys that like <laughs> not, finally not the time came around to yeah. play with him. Yeah. And then Chris. Uh, yeah, Chris I met um, actually when I moved here. So I've only known Chris about like two years now. Um, I met him. We became decently close. I knew him a few months. He invited me to his wedding. And I was like, all right, like this guy's pretty cool. That's Yeah. That's and then, that you know, you his, his now, now wife is really cool, too. So I became pretty close friends with them. And then uh, it, the icing on the cake is that um, he plays in a Beatles tribute band. He's George Harrison. But so, yeah, there's this idea like, so, I mean, you, you play bass when it's full band, but you do the percussion thing when it's like the more um, <clears throat> the stripped down version, like all the different permutations. That started years ago. That started when. Because you're a, you're a very good percussion player. Oh, thank you. I got to say that. <laughs> Is that there's some guys who can hit a tambourine, but like you know how to do it. That Yeah, that started just by chance. We were playing some acoustic shows and. You know, it was like, what am I going to do? Like, play bass? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, a bass and, like, an acoustic guitar? I was like, this sounds kind of weird. I was like, I just feel like a fool like, without, That's like, a band That's literally why I got me. the upright, just so you know. So I just picked yeah, up a tambourine good, and a though. shaker, and I just started really simple. And, like, you know, I've I've played, I've probably played hundreds of show, shows now doing just tambourine and shaker behind Dwayne and singing with him. And, yeah, I guess I practiced over time. You know, I do it long enough. I guess I got decently good at it, which is surprising because I never considered myself, like, a percussionist. You know what I mean? Anybody asked me, like, oh, what do you do? I was like, oh, I play bass and sing. Yeah. You know, but the people that are seeing us now, they're like, oh, like, you can, like, rip that tambourine. Like, you really know how to play that shaker. And I always think it's funny, and I laugh. I'm like, yeah, it's a tambourine and shaker, but but thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, like, think that now you've become more well-known for your tambourine playing <laughs> yeah, than my bass playing. Bass playing or you're sponsored singing. by, like, those banana shakers. <laughs> oh, that's that's the ultimate dream is to get sponsored by the egg shakers. <laughs> yeah. See what you can do. For the listener, I just tried to on it. Im- imitate an egg shaker. It did not work. Uh, harmonies, let's talk, because you boys, you blend very, very very well both live and in studio is this where's this building from i mean it's not it's 
I mean, that's all him. Yeah. I've, so, I've never even done harmony because I just always sing the lead. So, <laughs> yeah. So I've, that's I've, the one place you get a break. I sing the good harmony because I just sing the lead. Just, he, he he writes the song and then I just I make all the harmonies. Then, yeah. yeah. But um, I guess yeah. I've been singing since I was like a little kid. I did all the choirs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the Who before. I was like Tommy and Tommy and. Were like, you really? Yeah. No way. Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh, so how I've, old were you? I was a f- I was a senior in high school, so I was like, like thirteen. I could talk about musicals all day, every day. Tommy is a weird musical. I just said I was a senior in high school and I was thirteen. That's definitely incorrect. That's probably who yeah, was really no. smart. Yeah, so like, yeah, seventeen. <laughs> you were, you 17. were a super baby genius. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I sang in choirs. I was in like the New Jersey State Choir and stuff when I was younger. Um, I always had like a super high like tenor, like almost like soprano voice. Mm-hmm. So it's like I always they would just kind of put me wherever to fill out whatever. So um. I guess from, yeah, I guess from a younger age, I was just doing different registers and I was always singing harmonies. And to me, it wasn't weird. It was like, oh, that's just what's in music. There are all these harmonies. Yeah. I've been singing them. I can hear them. I can tell people to sing them. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny, like, as you get older, you realize, like, not a lot of people, like, are into the harmonies. Like, it scares people. Or, like, yeah. people hate r- singing harmonies in the studio and stuff. And to me, it was yeah, just you always... You come up with them. Like, you don't even come up with them anymore. Yeah. It's just like... It's just happens. Honestly... We play, like, new songs, like, you know, sometimes and, like, he knows the lines. If you ever want to hang out with Lou outside of this interview. I sing a lot to myself. I harmonize a lot to myself, and I make a lot of like percussion noises. You it's just kind of the same way. yeah. It's just kind of inside of me. Yeah, I, I literally <laughs> a can't blessing go, and a curse. I can't go to a show anymore <laughs> with Matt Fernicola because he will <laughs> sing along to songs that he doesn't know from the audience. Yeah, yeah. but like then like we start playing. It's like oh, it's, that's how you teach yourself how to sing harmonies. Well, that last that doing. last show when he played played the bass, he played the guitar, he played the drums. He sang, and then I think at the end of the night, I saw him serving drinks to somebody. About this. Oh, last thing on the harmonies, though, I think it yep. is also to uh, the Beach Boys, like with my dad, like always yeah. playing the Beach Boys. They and have I would just like sing along in the car. The like, problem with the Beach Boys was because they were all related. Is that their blend is going to be like no one else because they can just yeah. they all sound similar. But like yeah, that's where all harmony. People people have asked me before, like if you could be in like any like tribute band, like what what tribute band would you be in? Like mm-hmm. who would you want the band to be? And it's always a toss-up between uh, the Beach Boys and the Traveling Wilburys. Oh, the tra- always. You are always. the first person I've met who knows the Traveling Wilburys besides me and my family. Oh, dude, they're amazing. They're amazing, yeah. but what was going on there? I, it was the greatest songwriters of all time, like in kind of goofy, just kind of hanging out, country rock. Yeah. Like, see, I don't think they took it too seriously, but they were all obviously like you know the top tier yeah, songwriters not, at the time. They're not messing around, yeah. but they're not no. like. But I think you they know, only recorded for like. A, like a little bit. They did. Yeah. They did one full album, and then they did. And like then they the kind of made the second one happen. Yeah. There was sort of a third one. There's a few tracks floating around, but it's, yeah. it's nothing like. Yeah. No. Know. But like that was the harmonies there are Dude, it's so cool. But when you have Roy Orbison, you can mm-hmm. just you yeah. just put him like in Jeff Lynne too. Magic. Man, oh, God bless and Jeff Tom Petty. Yeah. yeah no, that was that was a weird like when people talk about supergroups, everyone forgets about the traveling world. How do you forget about the travel? That what other okay? What other big supergroups are there? The only one I can think of off the top of my head is that time that they got Ted Nugent and Sebastian Bach in a band together with Scott Ian for Lansing on guitar. I don't 
building them unplugged like where did that how did those two things kind of develop everything kind of started unplugged so basically what i was saying like we would come over my house and we would just kind of write these songs we had these demos before they actually became you know, you know into fruition into something like full band um it all started like on an acoustic guitar so it was just you know once once we were able to play it together and once we once the song was like okay here are the parts of the song this song is quote done you know we get into a rehearsal spot with you know our buddies that we were playing with and we're just like, here's a song we got. Like, let's work this out. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of builds from there. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I was even playing, like, acoustic guitar with, like, the full band at that point. So it was even more like I just... And you record. You know what it's like. So basically, we I brought in... When I had... I had the, like, the live session of the drums, the acoustic, and the bass. So basically, like, all the rhythm was kind of done. Mm-hmm. And then I got... 
keyboard player to just rip as many sounds as humanly possible. Yeah. Got a guitar player to rip as many sounds as humanly possible. And then literally when it, when it came to mixing, we just we just comped the shit out of everything. Yeah. We're just like, cool, what 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 should go here? What should not be here? And we just had lots of options from from the recordings, from the players. We had good players. Yeah. And we just basically pick and chose like what we wanted to happen at what part of the song. And at that point it was just arranging what made sense for the song. So uh, self-title came out in 2016. Uh, uh, yes, October. Yep, October. Yeah. And then where was it? And you released this, the um, unplugged. Like, was in what? March? Two months ago. Yeah, like two months ago. Where was the decision <laughs> to do that? To release a whole I new think, thing. I think Lou kind of like came up with it, but it kind of it made sense because we were playing a lot. Mm-hmm. We're starting to play like you know acoustic, and we're like, well, we don't have anything out that's even acoustic oriented. So we thought yeah. it was a good idea, especially since we had all the tracks and everything already to put out something that sounds like you know a half of what we play like sometimes so you just i like that it's, it's yeah. like well we wow. this is what we do a lot so we yeah. should probably well, i mean yeah, it, re- it yeah. really started when we were mixing our album mm-hmm. like i said I was, I was just messing around with chris the guy that was you know mixing yeah and i was just like yo mute this mute this mute this like play this back real quick and then he would do it you know because you know we're paying him for his time he yeah. probably thinks i'm crazy but he'll do it anyway and uh he was playing it back and i was just like oh man like just do like the acoustic and the vocals and like add this keyboard here and he's like okay i'm like this sounds really good like does anybody else think this sounds really good <laughs> everyone's like appeasing me they're like yeah man it sounds great and that just like planted the seed. So then, like you know, after the album was out, I was like, oh, we should have a follow up. You know, we, we are we're playing these acoustic shows. I was like, this will just be easy. Like, why don't we just release an unplugged like acoustic EP? Yeah. So and there's also like a, I've seen it on Facebook. I haven't checked out. There's a video of you guys like in a swamp doing things. Yeah. yeah. What's going on there? Where's where where did you did you find a swamp? Really and you're like, sure. this is where we shall record. Um. No, we had a we had a buddy of ours that um that takes you know does like photography and film and stuff and uh he just hit us up when he was like hey man i see like you know you guys are doing stuff we got this album coming out and he's like do you have any like video stuff planned like i'll totally like shoot you guys so we just got together with him and like uh he was like we can go to this swamp and i was like great man let's go to this let's he's go like, I, I was looking at photos of you guys and um I think we should go to a swamp. I like that. Like, uh, like <laughs> that's that's the aesthetic. Crocodile. Well, let's start. Like, where did the name Levy the Oaks come from? I mean, this is the hackiest question, but. Well, um, Levy, we really wanted to be called the Levies when we started. Um, but but was, I believe was, that band exists. Band <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Are they, like a pop- are they a popular band? I don't know. I know that whenever I was looking you guys up on Spotify, I'd type in Levy and another band would come up first. Yeah, I don't, I think, I don't know if they're still active um i think that was the debate it was like hey this band like exists like in a presence you mm-hmm. know what i mean like you could find them online yeah we know nothing about them i don't think they play anymore but it, might as well change the but name, we might yeah. as well not call ourselves that yeah so and that was then just... my last name is oaken so that's kind of where we got the oaks from there we go all right uh what i like to do in this podcast i always like to try to talk about this idea of like uh the especially the new jersey scene i feel like you boys especially had this idea of like you had a whole other thing happen and then here we are back in New Jersey and doing it. So, like, where is it? Where where do you see it? Because you were coming up in, like, you know, 10, coming on almost 20 years ago. Like, where was it coming from? Where's How did you see it? Were you playing in Asbury a lot when you were getting started? Or playing in New Jersey a lot when you were getting started? Like, in the old band? Well, yeah. yeah. We, we were all from New Jersey. Yeah. Um, for sure. In terms of Asbury, I mean, we played the Saint a few times. Stone we played ponies. the Stone Pony. But we weren't, we weren't, like, living down here. We weren't playing down here often. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, once in a while. Yeah. I mean, when, I was, I mean, when we were teenagers, we were playing in, like, you know, VFWs and the, Hall 
Hotels. I know you're talking all about. the venues that Club, no longer exist. Club yeah. Chrome, Birch Hill, you know, all that kind of. But like, like were you guys like Hamilton these? Street Cafe? Were, yeah, so you guys were like there when like that like third wave ska thing. Oh happened. yeah, man. Like the we like out of nowhere there was just like this huge boom that happened in Jersey, and like where did like I just wanted to get your guys taking like the development and where it all built and like went to. You know what I, I mean? Feel like yeah, I mean it came it went from like. Kind of like you, like you said, like the ska punk kind of thing, where there's a lot of like young kids coming to the shows. Yeah, and then as like, we, it was like the pop punk scene too. Like we were, that's like that's like when it all kind of blew then up it for us. Like you know, after a couple of years, the major labels saw that these bands were really hitting, so then they took those certain bands that were big, and then now they're on major labels, which got a little more cookie cutter. And then I feel like then you had band like All Time Low, which kind of just like you know took that like pop punk sound. Um, and then I mean, now I don't I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 insane for sure. I feel like um, I feel like a lot of I think even like for myself, I feel like I grew as like a musician, like being in the band for like you know the first time at like Hamilton Street and like Boundbrook. Mm-hmm. Where were those? Me. Where were those places? That was in Boundbrook. Okay. Yeah, and it was like it was like just like cafe thing, but there was a stage and like all of like the local bands like played there. Um, and there'd be like 200 kids. And there'd be like, yeah, 200 right. kids in this room that was probably max capacity like 100. Okay. You know what I mean? So these 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 shows would be crazy. Um, and yeah, and I feel like what that was, I feel like eventually kind of became like a New Brunswick scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People people were like, oh, okay, we're going to go into the basements now and just get like a lot grungier. And yeah. that kind of like went into New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're talking like a 15-year gap. Well, what's funny is like a lot of my friends that were like in that scene, say like 15 years ago which is weird to say but um they're all like in asbury now yeah like they're all they all you know we're all older but we all are still like involved in like the same kind of thing but now we're we're not like the kids that are like there yeah i feel we're, like all like, my all my friends moved to that brooklyn like la the, or asbury <laughs> yeah those are the three <laughs> or nashville like that was it those, oh, those yeah. were the four yeah. that's where everybody went but yeah. it's cool <laughs> you know i mean i think asbury right now is like gonna pop off and i think even like this summer and year or two i think it's gonna be really awesome we went to the beach on sunday and i you know i'd go to the beach to asbury for the last like couple of years and it was the most packed i've ever seen it like it was just packed like people are just coming yeah i had to drive back to home. the beach yeah i had to Not drive back home on, on sunday beach. from the city and like i hit like that it's something's happening i yeah. don't know what do you want to get weird let's get weird yeah, all right i want to ask that. you Here, a take question. this talk to me so i'll Put address the, the elephant in the room if we're talking about as the asbury scene do you think the Asbury scene is oversaturated with music? That's hard to say. Um, you got to remember, I my father, um, in like 2003, like you can see there's a poster right there for the Baronet Theater, which closed down. It got knocked is that down. Is a picture of your dad? No, that's Uncle Floyd, if you've ever heard of him. He was like, he's like a legend in yeah, Jersey. He's like the burlesque, right? Yeah, he was like a burlesque guy. Like he's like one of the main reasons of Ramones around. So like I was literally in Asbury. I've been in Asbury from like since 2003 on, like seeing how it happened. Like I was, my father's reason the Asbury Lanes got started, or my uh, for the podcast, my father um, was there when the Asbury Lanes was getting like restarted when it was like going. So like, I saw it all happen. I saw it get bigger and bigger. Yeah, and like so I you've was watched like, it grow. You've watched yeah, it. Yeah, I watched it. But like, yeah. it's not me being like this old timer. Like I was fifteen. Yeah, and suddenly like it was happening more and more. And then I went away to college, and four years later I came back, and like, I think there is this something to be said that like every night you can go out to Asbury and there's four different shows happening. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Well, we were at a show on Saturday. We weren't playing. We mm-hmm. were our friend Vlad. And uh, some guy came up to me 
and he that's exactly what he said. He said, the, the band I was playing was that girl, and she had, like, amazing voice, and he was like, Asbury Park, you, you can go into any one of these places, and you know there's, like, there's a real band up there. Yeah. Which is true, you know? they A lot of times when we play shows, like, they book real bands. It's not like this band's going to suck. It's yeah. Like, they're playing I don't think there's anywhere like it anymore in New Jersey, no. even New York. It's, it's yeah, no. I don't know a single place that, like, I can truly, like, I'm not the most well-traveled guy, but, like, I have friends in a lot of different places, and, like, I have friends that like, come and visit, like, or people, musicians come and visit, like, from Nashville. I feel like, talk I feel like, like Nashville's the only other place Nashville's the only where you can go where, and like, there's multiple you can literally, like, and always music. You can walk, like, you mm-hmm. can walk from one place to another, like and Austin. you can get in for free, and there's bands playing, and it's all these different things going on. But even me. Austin, I don't know if it's still that popping in Austin. It might be, I think it's, like, it's more of a seasonal thing in Austin. Yeah. But I don't live there, so I don't, I don't yeah. know. It's hard to say, but <laughs> I, I mean, like, in terms of super oversaturated, I think there's a lot of music going on, but I don't know if it's a bad thing yet because I mean like people are still coming out there's still great stuff going on um, anyway so I think there is this idea of like yeah maybe it's maybe that's a word for it but I also think that like I don't think it's like a bubble that's about to burst I just think that there's a lot going on there's a lot of people but like is that a bad thing for right now no, no not at all so. I'm happy cool. that like not Friday night there's like there's three different places I can go and see my friends play and like have a good time mm-hmm. and like if I want to play a show if I feel mm-hmm. like it yep. and I feel like it Levy and the Oaks, where can we find you boys online? Levyandtheoaks.com. Okay. Facebook.com slash Levy and the Oaks. Okay. Go figure. I like that. And um, all of our handles are at Levy and the Oaks. Are you on Twitter? We are. Oh, I gotta we I gotta are. follow you guys on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter my, Instagram. Yeah. All right, uh, what's what's up next? So we got we got two albums out. We got the self-titled, and then what's the unplugged called? Out of the blue. Out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And do we have any? Is that what's? Do you have a plan for next, or is it just writing and playing so and doing your thing? That remix is coming out. Remix in uh, in July. I also um, when in July. The fourteenth. All right, maybe I believe. It's maybe Wednesday the fourteenth. Maybe if not, it'll just be already out. But maybe I'll release this episode around then, and you can check that I out. I also have. Um, I put together that Asbury Park Summer Sampler. Yeah, that'll be coming out in July. That's that's. I'm excited for that. That yeah, should be cool. cool. Avery's on that, right? And yep. is mm-hmm. Infern on that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun bunch one. of people. All right, cool. Uh, so that's where we find you boys online. All right, uh, we're gonna. Well, I think we're gonna have you do like an acoustic song if you're up for it. But hey, don't forget about Spotify and iTunes. Oh yeah, Spotify, iTunes, yeah. the only one, the one, the only iTunes. Send them money, support <laughs> them, or yeah. listen to them on Spotify like I did, and you guys will get like ten cents in the mail like a year. It's from cool. Now. I mean, if you listen to one of our songs about a hundred times, I mean, it's kind of the same you as buying it on iTunes. Yeah, like that's what Wolfpack <laughs> did. Basically, tour. Oh my god, Wolfpack. Dude, that's the player is amazing. Don't talk to me about oh your my god. What's I will I the thing is everyone like Joe Dart's the best. I'm all about the intro to Dean Town, where it's just straight sixteenth for like thirty two bars. They're all so good. That's just pure so technique. Good. And you know what's funny? I didn't even know that band existed until they started popping up on my Facebook page. And they're the uh, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I didn't is, know who it was. What is going on there? Like, all right, we could talk about Wolfpack all night. Anyway, but all right, Dwayne, any last words? I love putting people on the spot. Yeah, Everyone right. panics. Colton well, has some well, good well, ones. Well, thanks for having us. Uh, thank you for being here. When, you know? when, when do you think this is coming out? Realistically, probably second or third week of July. Okay, so the Asbury Park Summer Sampler Volume 2, we're doing a release show for it April 25th at the House of Independence. You mean August? Yes. <laughs> Definitely take, not let's April. Take, let's take August. Let's do take two. Okay, Go. so <laughs> August 25th, we have a release party for the Asbury Park Summer Sampler Volume 2. Uh, that'll be at the House of Independence, August 25th. That'll be uh, our next biggest show coming up. Do you want to name drop some bands that are going to be on it? Let's do some sure. shout-outs. All shout right, out. cool. So who will be on that show? They're also on the sampler. It'll be Natalie Farrell. Shout-out. Foza Fern. Shout-out. 
Avery and the Manvilles. Shout out. I play in that one too. <laughs> is it Avery and the Manvilles? Shout it's out. Avery and the Mandevils. Damn it. The Mandevils. The Mandevils. Because the Avery Mandeville and the Mandevils. That makes sense. Oh, I'm furious. That makes sense. Let's be clear about that. Not anything else. I got Little Vicious. Oh, God bless Little Vicious. And Gay Guy, Straight Guy. I don't know Gay Guy, Straight Guy. Would they? Did they? All right. Well, we'll talk about that later. All right. Levy and the Oaks, boys. Dwayne, Lou, thank you guys so much for being on this. Uh, uh, thanks for having us, man. Uh, we're going to do an acoustic song, but I'm going to do my sign off right now as I go to pause. As always, folks, keep living and dying in three, four time. Nothing's divided. 